0: Welcome to the Italian Football Podcast with John Solano, Carlo Garganese and Nima Tuvali.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another interview episode of the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganese. I hope you're all doing great. We are really excited about today's guest. He is the drummer and co-founder of one of the greatest indie rock and indie dance bands, the Happy Mondays, who achieved landmark success in the 1980s and 1990s as part of the cult Manchester music scene. He's also a massive fan of football, particularly Italian football. So delighted to, to welcome on Gary Whelan. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing, Gaz?
0: Pleasure. That's great. I'm in Canada and it's been scorching hot all week and today it's raining. Very monkey.
2: <laughs> Make you right, feel right at home then. Um, hi, Gary, this is Nima and thank you so much again for joining us. Hey, so yeah. to start You're off... So to start off with, could you tell us about whether your first love was music or football? Because oh. as I understand it, you were a very good footballer when you were younger,
0: and you actually played for England schoolboys. Is that true? Yes and no. It's, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, football was it was my first love uh, always, and uh, yeah, when I was I think I, I had a really bad accident when I was eleven, so I was out of action with my arm for it. I nearly lost my arm, but it's like another story. And when I was about twelve, I was doing these football camps and. Uh, there was a kind of unofficial England schoolboys trip to uh, Geneva, mm-hmm. in, in a, for like a, a mini European Cup, World Cup of teams, and I represented England in the in the squad. But and it was a bit of a, a farce. I never got I got in the squad. I never got played. But it was like Bobby Robson was was kind of supporting it. And Ipswich Town were a big team at the time, so This would have been around about 1980 or something, and uh, oh, late 70s. Can't remember the, the year. yeah, yeah, about about 80. And uh, out of the squad of 18 players, 14 of them were from Ipswich now, you know, that area, Norfolk, I'm not having that, there were two, there was three of us from north, me, a lad from the northeast, a lad from Merseyside, and the rest of them were from down South, and it was very weird, it was all very, very strange, but yeah, I, I it was a great trip, first trip abroad, and uh, so that was an experience, but I didn't get much playing time.
1: What position were you?
0: Well, it's funny because I always I was always a right winger, but I always lacked pace. <laughs> Be- <laughs> Be- 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 you know, Beckham prove you don't need to have. But- and then when I went and within the first training session, remember the first training session was in France. Uh, no, it wasn't. The first training session was uh, in Southampton before we left. And uh, for some reason, it was a Crystal Palace training camp, but in Southampton. I don't know why. <laughs> and I remember the coach pulling me over and said, you're never a right winger. You're a right- wide right midfielder, you know. I was a tackler. I thought I, oh, you know, the, uh, I wanted to be Johan Cruyff when I was a kid. He was like kind of my hero. And uh, he said that's your position. I was like, oh great! But then uh, I never, I never got picked. I was sub for most of the games.
2: Well, you were. Uh, you mentioned. Uh... Beckham and, and and you you are you know you're you're a lifelong Man United fan and you follow them all over Europe and you must have some amazing stories uh, of following them around Europe. I read one where you were thrown out of Old Trafford and another one of you being stranded in Holland on the way to the European yeah. Cup Winners' Cup final. Is that true?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't follow around Europe as much as when I was younger. We kind of went. I didn't do it a lot as much. I, you know, I was kind of an own fan and I didn't go around Europe as much as the others did. The others went for nefarious reasons usually. <laughs> uh, you, know, and, you know i i was never like that i'm mean, a lot of friends who were i never was. Like, i was too shy i was never that's kind of never my thing but I uh, used to go grafting as it would call it it was never my thing but yeah the uh <laughs> I was at old Trafford when I was about I can't I must have been twelve and I i would still have my arm it took a few years to, to heal and I was in the crowd and I think it was playing Everton and I swore and it got caught up with it I like effing something and, and the Stuart came over <laughs> Come on, everyone's swearing, swear it's a football game. Uh, late 70s. And then I got kicked out. He didn't and he, he, it was only about 10 minutes to go of the game. And as I was walking round, I was my arm was hurting, you know I started crying, I was a bit of a, a bit of an emotional time. I was crying, I was like, I've been kicked out my arm. And there was a group of men behind me, this old guy, and the old guy said in the Scottish accent, uh, what's wrong, son? And I just kind of looked him and I said, I got kicked out. So what for? I said, I swore. And he said, well, you shouldn't be swearing at your age. I said, I know, I know, but I just got caught up in the moment. He said, Come with me. And they watched and was like six of them. And they marched around to this. <laughs> I was in the uh mobile traffic, but the opposite end of the Stretford end. So they marched around towards near the Stretford end. And the the, the the guy went up to the guy in the turnstile, just opened the gates to let people out 15 minutes before the end of the game and he said, Let this kid in and they let me in. And as I was and the guy went and I went, Thank you, sir, you know, whatever. And as we went in the turnstile, I went, You're very lucky, you I went, oh, I went. That was uh, Matt Busby, who just got, it. and I was like, what? And I didn't, and I didn't, he just didn't register. Oh, like, well, I just, wow. I just didn't think it would be Matt Busby, you know. So, I, <laughs> and he, he let me in. and I was like, and then I'm getting shivers now, I'm telling you. I'm yeah, like, me you, you know,
2: too. I'm not even a United fan, and I'm getting
0: goosebumps. It was bizarre. I just didn't, uh, you know, I, I just didn't expect it to be him. We looked at him, you know, and uh, uh, and then the other time was when we'd been, we united in the, uh, uh, the cup final against uh, Barcelona in, in Fayonord. Uh, cup Winners Cup. Mm. I don't remember what year that was. What year, 91. 1991. 91 yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm rubbish with dates now. and we'd finished a tour in in America. And I flew. I had a ticket. I flew back, via Germany, and the plane got delayed, and I missed it. And arrived in Amsterdam just as it was kicking off. So I just got a taxi into so Amsterdam, so sent it to a bar we used to go to, with my ticket, and watched the game with. Uh if you're the United fans, only ticket, but I wouldn't back to Rotterdam too late. But everyone was going back to Amsterdam to celebrate anyway, so that was it. That was the main thing. <laughs> so so let's talk
1: about Serie A, because you're a you're a huge <laughs> fan of, of Italian football <laughs> dating back, I believe, to the 1980s, although you can correct me. Um can you tell us oh. why and where your love for, for Calcio was was born?
0: Well, it was when I grew up in uh, the area in, in I lived, there was quite a few Italian families in, in Salford, you know, actually there was uh, two families behind us and uh, the local ice cream van, Franco, ice cream man, he used to sell his cigs at school for uh, <laughs> ice cream, sell cigarettes as well. Franco was kind of a friend of the family. And it, it's, it's, always of
1: me, it's always Franco. <laughs> it's always Franco it's from,
0: the ice cream Franco, man. <laughs> Franco, yeah, he was called Franco. He looked like a uh, Columbo, but with Maradona's hair. And I think he was, in fact, he definitely he was Neapolitan. And uh, and we uh, and when Italy won the World Cup in eighty two, I was just leaving school. I remember having a drink and meet and then I remember them celebrating. They quite they kept themselves themselves of families They were quite quiet, well, celebrating and then meeting them, and, it, and I love that Italian team. That Italian team was just fantastic. So, but I kind of started it, and then it was and I love Platini who went to Juve. And, uh, you know, a Frenchman of Italian descent. You know, and I just and I loved that. And then it was about eighty. Seven. I used to go playing football with my brother in law, who was older than me, five a side on a Saturday, like you do in the gym in Manchester. And uh, I didn't have a kit, and he convinced me to go play. And I went, and he just got back from, I think he'd been to Switzerland again, but come through Italy, and he, he bought two kits. He had a UV kit. So he had like a Bianca Neri and a Bianca Nose, So he had a, 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 a black and white UV kit and a red and black uh, Milan kit. And this was a kind of, I think Saki, I think they just was starting being good at Milan, I can't remember. Uh, and he said, which kit do you want? And straight away I looked at the UV kit and went, mm, yeah, yeah, uh, I like that. <laughs> and also if I put the red and black one on, people like Man City's away kit. They might think, people might think I'm a city fan. So I pointed to the event this one and he went, no I'm gonna wear that. You have this one. So he gave me that and that kind of wore, and he said just keep it and that was kind of it. That was my, And then I started and then Milan became this great team. And I kind of uh, so Milan have always been me, oh, Milan have always been always been my team, but I kind of uh, didn't want it to be because he was so popular and good. I didn't want everyone to go, well, oh, of course you're a Milan fan, you know. It's like going yeah. to England and <laughs> or like United or something, you know, it'd be like, oh. so I wanted to pick a less known team. But you know, and I mean, and I tried and I tried, mm. but it, you know, Milan would always just always just always was. You it.
1: picked the so, right so, time to 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 pick them because I mean that Milan team of the of the of the ni- late 1980s, which I guess that was their peak at the same time, I guess, as the bat your band, uh, the Happy Mondays peak, I guess, the late 80s, yeah. early 90s. I mean, that must have been a great time for you.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it, that's the thing, but the problem with that is well, it was a good for me, it was a bad time to be a Milan fan because people will just go, you know, you're a bandwagon jumper. So I I, I prefer nowadays, I'll actually hear to say, Oh yeah, I'm Milan, because it's like, no, you don't get that. Uh, but yeah, but the problem with that is when you're touring all the time. Like I, I was a regular Old Trafford home game. I was never didn't go to many away games, home games. From my dad, from being a little My dad used to take me uh, every week. And then you go, you're always know, touring, the tour, So then you lose touch, and don't forget in the eighties, there was no Sky TV, there was no internet, mm-hmm. so you lost. You know, you used to have the radio, and you, you know, you lost. You, you I, I, I stopped watching football as much. I kind of lost touch of it because I was away all the time.
1: Did you ever get to go? Did, did you ever go to a game, an Italian game during that time? You know what?
0: I've been to a few stages. I've been to a game. My um, number one ambition in football, I, I can never say this, pronounce this right. I can never say it is a derby Madadonina. I can't say derby it. Derby della Madonina. I can't say it. Can't say it. <laughs> Madonina. Yeah. Madonnina. I can't say it. I really. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say i say, really, I really, really, really want to go. Yeah. There's three games I want to go to that derby. I want to go to a Glasgow derby. And I want to go mm. to a Buenos derby. They're the three, the three, the three. We'll spashy. have to try and make
1: that happen. Because we know some yeah. people, we know some people at Milan. So we'll have to, once everything hopefully opens up, we'll have to try and help you.
0: I'm dying to go. I really, really, really want to go. That'd be, You know, i would love that. That's really ambition. I really want to go, you know. Mm. And, and- Kirby, Kirby Sudd or anywhere, you know, I don't, I don't mind you, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Milan are finally back in the Champions League after yep. seven years, the, you know, and that is there. <laughs> that is where they, they should always be. I mean, they have such a great history cool. in the competition. What do you make of the current Milan team? And, and also, what do you make of the, 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 the news of Donnarumma leaving?
0: Well, Donnarumma leaving, I think they should have just sent his brother instead. I know he's eight years older, but wouldn't it have the same, don't we? <laughs> uh, So, uh, so that's just, I liked him. I'd like to meet. I would like to. I've liked him for a while. I would have liked to meet United. I, I really would have done, uh, but uh, not to me. The, the guy they bought from Lille, I don't know anything about him. I don't know, so I don't know. What, you know. Mm. Uh, as for the current Milan team, I think they're okay. I don't think they'll they'll do. That's great in the in the Europe in uh, Champions League. I think they're okay. They're a bit. They're a bit like United. I mean, the season started really slow this year, and then uh, when they got, uh, I think the 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 the, the five 0 defeat to At- Atalanta. Yeah. Uh, was that was that in December?
1: That was December of last of the season before. Yeah, yeah. that's when things really yeah. picked up. Yeah.
0: And yeah. they picked up after that. They, they, you yeah. know, before that, you know, they picked up. But you know, I think we lost to Inter. Four times this year, or something, aren't we? You know, for last year, this year, you know, it's complicated (laughs) the season, not it? Because the two you know, because of the COVID thing. But I think, you know, so I don't think they, 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 I don't know, they they seemed a bit like Man United. I mean, there's lots of uh, interesting comparisons with Man United, the Red Devils, uh, also, they're the first team, respectively, in their country to win the European Cup. They're the first Italian team to win it. United were the first English team. I think they won it in 63.
1: That's right, yeah. At Wembley, yeah, yeah, at Wembley.
0: At Wembley as well, where United yeah. were in 68, at Wembley, yeah. you know, which is... Yeah. Like, Rocco Nereo. You know, mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, I think Beckham said, you know, when, when he went to Milan, it was like going United. I think there's lots of comparisons with Italian football. You can, you can equate teams, like Palmer has always been like Leeds. I think United have always been like AC Milan. <laughs> uh, Man City, a bit like Torino. United, a bit like Juve as well. It's a bit, you know, t- mm. you know, lots of support the home City, but lots of Around the country, and I met. I had a, we had a friend uh, in Manchester who was a big Torino fan. And he said, Oh, people in Turin don't support Juve and every man I've met from Turin has been a UV fan. It's, you know, it's like <laughs> United fans don't come from Manchester, biggest nonsense ever you know I, yeah. you know, I grew up in West Manchester and I knew more Liverpool fans than the City fans it's true man. it's yeah. true yeah.
1: and and uh, your, your wife has a has a big connection to Italy as well yeah. and, and Italian footballs so I know we're speaking of there and and mm-hmm. if I'm not you can again you can correct me was part she was part of the opening game of yeah. Italian 90 which was between Argentina and Cameroon is can you tell us a bit yeah. about that?
0: Yeah, she was she she'd moved to Italy, to Naples in, when she was quite young. She'd met her when she was, I think about 17. I think her and a friend were all met two guys from Naples and had just her, moved there. Uh because she's doing kind of bits of modelling to pay for college and stuff. So she's doing modeling. So she went and she lived there for a few years. And then she came back to England, met a guy who was uh, who was Italian but educated in England from Milan. So then she moved to Milan. Uh, and he was a big M- Milan fan, so she used to go a lot. She doesn't like football. She used to go, uh, uh, but she's from Manchester, from Burnage. Yeah, but her family are big United fans. And then she was there uh, modelling at the time in 1990. And because she's mixed race, half Garnet and yeah, I'm modelling, they asked her to, to lead out the uh, Cameroon team, you know, with the flag of the opening ceremony. So she did the opening ceremony, you know, for Cameroon. You oh, know, she's uh, half uh, And then watched the game, you know, so, so, yeah. So another, you know, weird coincidence, yeah. Yeah. That was another a, thing is that a family Afghan and the dad was from Ghana. We used to go there all the time. They had a house in Ghana, and the house next door was owned by a guy from there, across the border, and he was called Francis Desai, and his brother played from <laughs> Milan as well. I know. Oh yeah. wow! So yeah, that was yeah.
1: that was Marcel Desai's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible! Yeah. Wow, amazing! Yeah, it's a house great story. Door, yeah great story um and um just finally on on uh on italian football you, you also have a have a soft spot for for napoli dating back mm. again to the 80s maradona's heyday is that is that right
0: yeah i don't I, I, like i said i didn't want to be uh, a milan fan because i thought it'd be i want to speak a, 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 a less obvious team you know so i liked i had a have got a soft spot i was really got a soft spot for Sampdoria, uh just love the kits and then uh, and then i had a soft spot for uh and then also Napoli. I'd love, love to score the game in Saint Pauli, but you know, I think Milan's my first love and then Napoli second one. When they when they when they I, you know, I, I kinda like Napoli the way a bit like growing up in Manchester or Liverpool in the north of England, you kind of feel this kind of uh, dislike from the rest of the country in Napoli, mm-hmm. Napoli. <laughs> Naples kind of has that, doesn't it? The yeah. underdog, so I trying do root for them as well. But uh, yeah, I just, the thing about Serie A and Italian footballers, it's just like like the book, The Miracle of uh, Castel de Sangro, have you read that book?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Legendary book. Yeah.
0: Drama, you know, not on the pit. The drama surrounding everything is just, it's just phenomenal. I just thought uh, that's what's interesting. And I think, you know, the, the, I love the history of it, like the history of Milan, family by a guy from Nottingham, you know, the the, uh, the kit, Juve's kit, you know, uh, comes from, you know, from Notts County. Uh, there's lots of, you know, there's just lots of interesting connections. I think even Napoli was settled by an Englishman, I think.
2: Yeah, he was a thing. Yeah, he was. He was a, a docker, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about music. Um, and let's start off with your other band, The Magic Village, who are releasing a soundtrack that our good friend, a good friend of our show and yours, John Ludden, he's doing a book on Tony Wilson. And for those of our listeners who don't know who Tony Wilson is, he's a prolific record label owner who owned the record label that your that Happy Mount Mondays, your your first band was on um could you tell us a little bit about that and also could you tell us a little bit about what happened when tony met uh, was it madonna
0: yeah it was i think it was in 1983 uh, it was before i was probably still, still at school or even school so I, I wasn't there then but in fact she did a an early evening show just as she was about to become huge just before she was going to come huge she did a t- tv special at the hacienda and tony wilson and her uh, met and she kind of met a match with tony uh, he was a big United fan as well, Tony Wilson, uh, which was good because a lot of other people at facts Records were, were City fans because it was based in the south of the city. Uh, and then John's written this. John writes this great football book. a huge Napoli fan. Uh, and he's, he's he's written this play where it's, it's, it's completely... Uh, fiction you know about what what might have happened you know and their discussion he shows around manchester and she talks about you know manhattan and he talks about manchester and history of it and etc the people and it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant story so i, mean, I, I do done some music for his stuff his like, podcast before so we're doing an album magic village it's just a, it's just a new band with me and two other guys uh manchester johnny and wayne who uh you know, I played with you for years in different bands and we're just in a soundtrack for it, yeah, so that's good, so I think music nowadays on its own is not enough, people need, so we kind of you have to mix the art, so we're mixing writing and plays and music, people just don't want music anymore, people it's, it's not enough for them. Mm, sad, time.
2: yeah, sad, sad, as someone who who, like you as a, as a music crew you know i love music and i and your your band especially the happy mondays um was was a huge influence on me when i was growing up um and and i mean you're a massive football fan are any of the other bandmates and happy mondays are they also football fans and and no, is I, uh, the, no
0: they're not uh, bez uh, is a united fan and bez kind of has phases in and out of, of of going but I think he's that busy doing other stuff he's but yeah, yeah he's a United fan uh, mark the guitarist is he's a big but he's a city fan he's a big city fan but he's originally from a different side of the city from us he moved to uh it's kind of diagonal in Manchester it's kind of split diagonal you mm. kind of got north and west manchester where the docks and where Old Trafford is is united and south and east is mainly city but my wife's from southeast uh Burnage but she's a oh, family united fans in fact there's not a city fan in our extended family, either
2: of not one. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking, I mean, it's, uh, to continue with the music football, I mean, you, you you guys were part of that whole Manchester band revolution that pretty much took over the world. I mean, from the Smiths mm. to the Stone Roses to Oasis, to a certain extent, they were, although they were later New Order, who grew out of Joy Division. Um, I mean, if, if which one? I mean, we know that the, the Gallagher brothers are huge City fans, but if we talk about the, the the your contemporaries music wise which 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 out of those guys would be or those bands were would are better football players uh compared to you are you are you the best out of all of them or have you guys ever played together? <laughs>
0: uh I played for a factory team once on Cop and Common. Uh Jez, the singer from ACR, Sir Ratio is a good footballer. Uh, I'm not sure about any of those who play for I don't think not many musicians do play football. Uh mm. A few. Uh, no, I've not. Uh... No. no, not that I can think of that uh, in Manchester who play football, I'm sure. Mm. No, I'm so you're sure. the best,
1: basically. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> no, I <don't>, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't say that. I think, uh, no, I can't remember. I, play, I remember I played at Chelsea soccer sixes a few times. I played for Sky Sports Soccer AM for a while. Mm. Mm. And we met some some players, from teams who were quite decent, but I can't remember. Really I can't, I can't remember any great footballers.
2: To build on that, you—I mean, you—you you, you have played in a few football stadiums. Which one's your favourite?
0: Yeah, do you know what? We played at uh, Leeds. We played at that was a Monday's gig. I played uh, music at uh, the Maracan in Rio. Oh wow! Legendary. Uh, played at uh, Benfica's uh, ground stadium. And then I, uh, old, but probably my favorite was playing in uh, the plate stadium in Buenos Aires because I remember we're playing there. I remember thinking, this was when our uh, ticket take came down the 78 World Cup. You know, I remember it's as uh, a kid watching that World Cup, yeah, seeing it seemed like another planet. And then next minute, I'm playing there, you know. And I went to Boca Juniors Ground, I've never uh, I've never, I've never been to a game there. I kind of I like Boca. I've got, got a soft spot for Bocker. Yeah. you know? Can you, I, I'm going to can I quickly digress. I, I, I get bored. Go for to, it. I want to find out why teams play in certain colours and kits. And do you know the story why Bocker playing blue and yellow?
2: Yeah, it's a Swedish. It's because a Swedish ship. I mean, they said yeah. they were going to. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they were going to name it after the flag of the first ship that came into the docks, and it happened to be yeah. a Swedish uh, fly, uh, ship.
0: Yeah, you're the yeah. first person who knew that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't. know. I knew they're. The, I know they're the, cl- the team of the working class, and uh, mm. uh, River Plate are the team of the the aristocracy, and that's what. Well, I know. was in Manchester.
0: United yeah. was the, the working class team, played in red because it was formed by the unions yeah. And, yeah. and named by an Italian, Rosset. You know that, Paolo Rosset? Oh, well yeah. Is it yeah. Paolo? Oh, I'm getting. Yeah, I think it was called John will tell you, but it's called the guy was a was a Mancunion Italian, and he was called. And, Mm. I also think it's Paolo Rossi because he's the same name, but he's Rossi, it's definitely Rossi. Well, Rossi came-
1: is red in in, uh, in Italian, yeah, exactly. so that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: no, he's, he's yeah. Made, yeah, but his name was Rossi, but it was because Salford Rugby Club were called the Red Devils, and they were built on mm. the docks, it was built on the railway union. So United played in red because of the union, mm. and City were kind of and City were kind of the, the management team.
2: Ah. Um, what about f- when it comes to football songs and football anthems? Do you have a top list? Do you have Do you have one favorite? Do you have several favorites, and would you rank them?
0: They were quite tacky, aren't they? I like the, the <laughs> I I like national anthem when they play. I think that's got, they've got a great Italian uh, national the anthem. The Napoli one? Uh, no, the Italian national Oh, anthem. the Italian one. Okay, yeah. No, I think it's fantastic. Uh, so, no, not really. I actually, the uh, the New Order one was fantastic. 1990 was just a, such a mm. special cup, weren't it? It was just yeah. fantastic. You know, the old, you know, putting the Pavarotti BBC yeah. and spilling down and making it look like it was art. And it was just like a, like a ballet. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, mm. it really was. It mm-hmm. really was. Um, okay, we, we have um we have a few questions from, from some of our listeners and, and, and patrons. And so to start off with, uh, Ivan Barone asks, What is your favorite happy Monday song and why?
0: It's a song called uh, Angel on the Yes Please album because I think it's it sums up the band. With, when we when we write songs, we 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 always jam together and then Sean does the we do the music, Sean does the lyrics. Were coming together and that song was like, it's got great groove, great bass line, great guitar, Robert's vocals are great on it, Sean's lyrics and vocals are great on it and it's a bit of a, a nuts song but it, I think it just sums up the band perfectly called Angel.
1: Okay, uh, yeah. mine's probably Kinky Afro, I would say.
0: I yeah, used to that, that. yeah that, that was originally called Groovy Afro, we changed it in, this, in the studio because of a, a farmer released a song called Groovy Trade. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like Kinky Afro. I love
1: Kinky Afro. Yeah. I used to love the video. I used to love the, the blonde girl dancing in the Front. I always wondered who, who that was.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, my wife's actually seen that video. Oh, really? I, she'd, she'd come back to England, left Milan, moved back to England, and the first job was to go dance in some band. And, she went, and, she didn't, and they didn't tell me. I didn't tell her, We didn't know. Oh, amazing. I mean,
2: I, I think for me, it's got to be the first one I ever heard. Um, I mean, the one that impacted me the most. And that's got to be Step On. I mean, that was the first song I heard and that just that that just sucked me right in.
0: Yeah, that's the one that people kind of remember, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, but after that I think Rope for Luck is is, is a, one is a favorite one.
0: Yeah, one I hate well. that song because when we we wrote that one, like we'd been in the Asian all night about five o'clock in the morning, me being <laughs> the keyboard player and Paul Ryder the bass player, and we were doing Frankie Old Sollywood Two Tribes, do 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 we're up that Hill Kate Bush, and if you put the two together you get rope for luck. But then we had a huge hangover. So every time we play that song, it makes me. I just get this Pablo's dog thing and feel. Hung <laughs> over.
1: Yeah, for those listening, the Hacienda was a legendary nightclub mm. in Manchester. Well, um, we
0: we never had a, we never had a release in Italy. Factor record didn't have a distribution in Italy, so we never saw a single record here. And I don't think it's, Italians would kind of like the mundis because they like beautiful voices and they like you know beauty. I don't think we were, mm. you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, dance is is quite popular in uh, oh massive, in, in, in massive. In and reggae yeah. reggae
0: has always been popular <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah okay well Sal, Sal Bono asks he says money is generally the root of what causes a band to fall apart is money now doing the same for football
0: yeah I don't, I don't think it was money that caused us to fall apart I think it was a number of things you, you spend a lot of time together and you, you just get irritate each other and there's a lot of musicians are thin-skinned and there's a lot of egos not in, as in I don't mean as in ego as in he wants to be uh, recognised. I mean, I think uh, egos, as in when you're writing stuff and the people don't like what you do, you know, it gets a bit. But money kind of plays a little part, but we kind of split everything equally. So because we all wrote the songs, so we didn't that didn't really come into it. Has it ruined football? Has it? Yes and no. Yeah, of course it has. It's ruined everything. Money's Ru- the root of all evil. It ruins everything. But you know, it's one of them things like you know we need it. Like you know like the police, we need we don't, we don't like them, we need him, and I think uh, yeah, I mean look, you know, look, look, look what's what it's done to Man United. It's ruined us, you know, over yeah. the last few years. And I was just going to say that, it, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I can
1: I'm assuming you're um, against the Glazers then. Oh,
0: <laughs> it, 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 I don't think I've got away with it. I, I don't know how they've got away with it.
1: Yeah, and it's they were saying,
0: but you know, he put and, and Sky, but he's put money in, in into the game, and the Premier League's become. You know the leading league, and uh, it's yes and no. You get, yes, it has, it does ruin it. But there's always a, you know, nothing's black and white, nothing's binary. So there's some good things come from it. But like anything, it's just got too greedy. Mm.
1: Yeah, I totally second that. Um, Simon says, um, Simon says, have you ever been? <laughs> have you ever been over to to Italy and done the derby? You kind of answered that already. But is there one player who sums up Italian football for you, either from Milan or, or another club? Franco Berese.
0: Nice. Did he start in 1977, 78? Yeah, I
1: think he made his debut in 78, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Or it might be 77, actually. you might be right. Um,
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Franco Berese, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's
1: weird because, you know,
0: uh, everyone likes strikers, including me actually I usually go for midfield players creative midfield players mm. uh, I think Beckham was un- underrated if I thought he was a great player I think Perlow was slightly overrated though. he's still decent but a good player But uh, and I think uh, Platini was just probably the you know
1: genius just, yeah just he, phenomenal. Was in- he was incredible um, okay and just to follow up on that if you had to pick your greatest ever five-a-side team from players who played in Serie A who would you pick? Who would be your five?
0: Ooh, uh, Diego Maradona, Diego Maradona, Diego Maradona, Diego <laughs> Maradona, uh, Diego Maradona probably. No, Beresi, Maradona, Maldini, uh, Hullet, Rijkaard yeah. and uh, what's the Dutchman called? Let's that. Dumbaston Dumbaston. Dumbaston. Dumbaston, Dumbaston couldn't think of his name, yeah. then, sorry. you got I mean,
1: six there, you got six there and no goalkeeper, so <laughs> they wouldn't need a goalkeeper, that team. Okay, yeah, They well,
0: would. I'll tell you what, then I'm going to throw uh, Dino's off. Walter Zenga. Walter, Walter Zenger, just because Yes. You know, Walter yeah. Walter Zenger, One of Nimmer's
1: favourites, yeah, Nimmer loves Zenger. Love, Love Walter
0: Zenger, just because of his haircut. He had the best yes. haircut, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, he's got to be bald, though, hasn't he? Because his hair was yeah, that great. Yeah, thing. he is. Like, he's got to be, is yeah. it?
1: Yeah. yeah, he is. He yeah, he's is. bold now. He's <laughs> bold now, yeah. yeah, he yeah. Is. He's
0: got to be, because he so, his head was so great. He made that. me
1: cry. He was the first footballer to make me cry, because he cost Italy the World Cup in, in 1990. Oh, get off. He's um, the only reason
2: Italy got to that semi-final. Stop it. God. He got, he he, got he, Italy he, to he, that he, semi-final. He made one mistake in that final, in that semi-final, in that entire tournament. So Inter fans
1: get very, get very, yeah, uh, because they get, oh get very God. sensitive when people
2: move. be <laughs> <What can laughs> propaganda.
0: I always, <laughs> I always find this really, really fascinating. Why did people support, like I support Man United because I was born, literally, as a crow it's less than a mile away from Old Trafford. Mm. My junior school, I could see the Old, tr- old Trafford for the school, you know, my family, you know. And then I picked, I don't think you picked the your team. Your team picked you. No. Like Milan picked me because there's loads of coincidences why Milan are the, are the team. Uh, I, I, you know, and sometimes they pick you. Why, do, why, why Juve? Why Inter?
1: Well, for me, it was Baggio. Roberto Baggio was my, was my hero. It was my childhood hero when I was, when I was a kid. And he joined Juventus in, it was 1990 was when I really started watching football. And, and Baggio was like the young star of that world cup, or one of the young stars of that world cup. And, and I just loved the way he played. And, you know, I played football. I, I mean, I was pretty good footballer as well. Um, I wasn't too far away from going professional. Uh, he was always the player I modelled my game on. So I loved him. Uh, had his boots. And, yeah, and he was the eventless player. So that was the main reason for me. Have you for seen me, the
0: new film? Is it called Sacred Ponytail or something? It yeah, it's just
1: come it out. out. I haven't watched it yet, but it's supposed to be really I've good. Not... Yeah. Is it? Oh, good, good, good. It's good. supposed to be,
0: yeah. Anima, go on, why why Inter? For
2: me, for me it was because, I mean, I grew up, um, I'm a refugee from Iran and we grew up in Sweden and my aunt uh, was married to a German man who's no longer with us and, and they, back in the 80s, they had, you know, you had these satellite dishes and they had that and I used to, I, I was there on a weekend, it was 88, 89, April 89 and it was when Inter, the the when Inter won the Scudetto defeating Napoli 1-0 thanks to a goal by Lothar Mateus and Lothar was my... Idol, and I remember v- Walter Zenga and 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 Lothar were the ones that they, like you said, they picked me. I mean, it was looking at Walter Zenga yeah. after that, after they won the league that game. It was just I was I was done for.
0: They do they over. do they do they pick you. I remember the, the thing I liked about Walter Zenga. I remember when I'm not an England fan, I'm a Scotland fan. Another long story as well. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I remember when England got knocked out of the uh, well, the semi final on penalties against Germany. And when they missed a penalty, when all the German players ran over to celebrate, what didn't, he walked right over to every England player and shut their hand and hugged them. I mm. thought that was pure class. Wow. Mm. Then, uh, yeah. if you watch it, you, you watch the last penalty and you'll see the German, they all run and, and he doesn't, he walks away from them because to, to every England player, picks them up. Everyone, I thought that was, re- as captain, I thought that was really class.
2: Mm. Yeah, He's, he was fantastic. Um, and just to finish off, we always play a um, play a quick game with our guests. So we it's a rapid fire game. It's really simple. I just run through, give you two or three options for each question, and you just you know you don't have to give an explanation if you don't want to. You just pick one. Okay. Mm. So the first one, everyone on the Earth has been asked this: Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi? Ronaldo. I th- I don't think I should I don't need to ask this, but I'm gonna anyway. Diego Maradona or Pele?
0: Diego Maradona.
2: Joy Division or New Order? New Order. Yeah, New Order, okay. Liam or Noel?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me and and Noel are the same age, so... uh, Maldini's like a year younger than me, he looks like me me grandson. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know what? Never ages. Paul, the other brother. No, I, I can't. I, both, you know, I you know. uh, And finally, the
2: most important question and the most divisive question we ask our guests: pineapple on pizza? Food heaven or food hell?
0: Hell, and it was invented in Canada. eh? But I'm mm. I'm I'm a, I'm a pesky vegan. I've been a vegan for eight years and vegetarian for thirty years. So I I I like a base. I like a. But, but, I'm going off on of a tangent again. Last time I was in Italy. Actually, I was in Sicily and I got. A, 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 uh, potato, thin potato, garlic, thin potato, and rosemary pizza was the best so I, so I like that. Mm. But yeah, not pineapple. No, no, no. thank
2: you, thank no. you, thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you me, so much for you. <laughs> thank you so much for that, and thank you for coming on the show. This was a huge honor for us. And before you, we let you go. Is there anything you go, want to promote with your albums or or a show or something coming on? Then then no, I'm, enough,
0: I'm not sure what's happening. Just uh, you go, got there at the Magic Village too on, on Twitter, but that's about it. have got a new song out and that's about it. Nothing really. Just it's all about like the football for me.
2: Mm. Thank you very much. And uh to all our listeners, we'll be back next week. Until then, take care of yourself. Thank you for listening and cha ciao,
0: ciao. All right. Thank you both.